Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business, and I think we've done it. Black Letter, the name comes from the Gothic typeset that was originally used in the Gutenberg Press. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. Everything else was printed in regular type. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify Black Letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Hi, this is Tom Dunlap. Welcome back to another episode of the Black Letter Podcast. Today, I have Stephanie Eberhard with me. Her company, Nexco, helps people connect during this day and age of COVID. And some of the challenges that we didn't have before COVID are things that her company has stepped up to address when it comes to networking and business growth. We're going to talk a little bit about how businesses can do that. You know, without further ado, Stephanie, why don't you tell us about Nexco? So I am not actually a founder. I'm actually their chief growth officer. Albert Wu gotcha. and Michael Burns founded the organization about six years ago. But in the last couple of years, our organization has actually gone through tremendous growth. And so we had to assign officers in specific areas. So my role within the organization is to help it grow, specifically to help our members grow their circles of influence, the members that we have in each chapter, and just our business connections. The name of the company is Nexco. There is a big X in the middle. And the reason is because that stands for connections. We want people to connect. Prior to COVID, we were actually all meeting in person. We have 11 chapters with 140 plus members, and we were all meeting in person, and then COVID hit, and we had to pivot very quickly last March in order to keep our members engaged and keep the referral networks open. Like many businesses, my business, besides Nexto's Talent Remedy, I depend on referrals from Circles of Influence. About 99% of my business comes from referrals. And I think all of us know that's the best way to get business is through a warm introduction of somebody that you trust and you like. So at Nexco, what we do is we have chapters and in each chapter, there's seats of business. Now we have core chapters, which are business to consumer businesses. And then we Mm -hmm. have B2B businesses. And those chapters are divided out because there's a different target audience. We want to make sure that our members are using their time wisely when they network. That's really valuable because we only have so many cycles in a day. Um, So we have one seat per category per chapter. So we have an attorney, we have a CPA, we have a commercial real estate person, whatever uh, type of seat that we have that sells B2B or again in the B2C if that's the case. And our whole objective is that to come forward as a community, not just one chapter, but to have a connection with 140 plus people and then all of their connections. So our members are strongly encouraged to visit other chapters, to do cross-chapter referrals and collaboration, and to really build their book of business. And we've been successful because we did pivot very quickly. We look at it as a community. We don't hinder people. We don't put walls around them and say, you can't belong to other networking groups or you can't talk to other people. You know, it's all about being inclusive and being open to people building their networks. One thing I did want to mention is not only do we do networking, but we also have quite a bit of professional and personal development built into our programs. So we have a learning officer, and that person basically develops the content for our masterminds, which are business discussions that we have during every meeting. 
for our lunch and learns, which are monthly opportunities for business people to come and learn something new. And then also we have, you know, various B2B speed networking that has networking and a component of education as well. So let's talk to the businesses and attorneys and other people that are listening a little bit. So it sounds like you have a lot of experience with networking and putting networking groups together and your company recruits and hires people. So there's a lot of, obviously the entire job that you have, your other company that's involved with Nexco is a networking company in a way because you're networking people with other people for hiring. So what advice can you give businesses in in general or specifically in this day and age of COVID and remote digital connections and networking that would be useful? What are the, you know, one, two or three things people like three. So if you have three, great. If you don't, you don't have to make anything up. But what do you think (laughs) you could say like, Hey, uh, I really think it's important that you you know, wear clothing when you do a Zoom. I don't know. That's probably an obvious one. So it's interesting you ask that because I've had this discussion a couple times this week with uh, various people and last week as well. So people are hesitant to do an online networking forum. And the reason is because they feel like they're not making a strong connection is when you go and you shake somebody's hand. Right. Which I can kind of understand. But the reality is I say yeah. to folks, you know, we could be in a COVID state for another year. And if that's the case, are you going to wait a whole year to, to continue to build your network and your business? How else are you going to reach the people that you really want to meet and have the introductions that you need to have in order to grow your business? So that's the first one is don't hesitate to start networking. Get out there and do it even if it's virtually. So don't be put off by virtuality. You, you can't put your business on pause just because you can't be there. Exactly. Yeah. That we're going to have even more opportunities, not only in person, but virtually to network even after COVID ends, because people are becoming more comfortable with not having to leave their home when they network and not driving around the beltway and traveling for an hour and a half to meetings. So I think we will see some of that. So, But that is one of my, become very comfortable with being virtual and developing rapport and relationship that way. We okay. buy from people we know, like, and trust, and that's the same way we refer. Um, I would say the second one is treat virtual um, appointments like you do a regular appointment. You know, be there a couple of minutes early online, dress professionally, be prepared, do your research. Just because it's on camera doesn't mean you can have a baseball hat on or you can, you know, show up in your pajamas that you wore the night before. And I think that, you know, people have become so comfortable at being at home that they they tend to forget. It's still a professional occupation. When you get up, show up. So that's the second thing that I would definitely say. And the third thing is to make sure that you have some type of database, a CRM or something that you can put ticklers in to stay in touch with folks. It's easy to do, you know, 10, 11 Zoom calls a week with possible connections. But if you don't really grow those relationships, they're not useful. You've got to, you've got to almost, it's almost like dating. You've got to, you know, have an initial meeting and then you've had, have to have some follow up and then you have to have, you know, good content to go back to. And it's a give-take relationship. And when it comes to networking, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard this. You have to give, give, give before you get. And that's just the reality of it. Have that mentality that you're a giver and it will come back in return. Gotcha. Okay. So the three things that I could summarize is one, don't put business on pause because we're living in a virtual world. We could be stuck in this world for a while. And I think the reality, Stephanie, I have to agree with you is that even if we're not stuck in this world, everybody's vaccinated, we stamp the disease out, which, you know, in the next month, which isn't going to happen. But right. if it did, 
I think the reality is people have adjusted to a new reality, and that new reality involves a lot of virtual connection. Whether we're distance divided or separated, I know that I was constantly circling the beltway here regionally where we are, or even driving up to New York to see people a lot. And probably that will continue once this is over, but it'll be a lot less. You know, it'll be for real and important meetings. And in some ways, it makes me a little bit sad because I'm a big proponent of breaking bread and having that beer together or whatever it is that you do, the tea, whatever. So the second thing is show up, dress professionally. So comb your hair, don't wear the baseball cap. There's a, a very famous meme. I don't know, if, not meme. It's, a, it's actually a, a lawyer who showed up in court and he had a cat face on his his screen. If you haven't seen it, I'll send it to you. Every lawyer I know has seen it. It's hilarious. I've it's a seen cat it. With a big, yeah, it's fantastic. And the lawyer, probably in his 50s or 60s, is like, I'm here. I'm not a cat. It's my favorite example of making sure that you're prepared to do these things the right way. And then the third thing you said is that um, you've got to make the time and effort to manage your connections. And that's something I think that applies whether we're virtual or not virtual. Having um, You mentioned having a CRM, and a lot of people maybe don't know, but a customer relationship or client relationship management tool database, I think it could even be an Excel spreadsheet mm -hmm. uh, that just has their email, whatever. Or you could, we use at our firm something called Pipedrive, which is a easy, nice one that organizes contacts and people and timelines. Is there anything else you think that is really important about your business or what you do that you'd like to share with our listeners today that, that I've kind of left out or any hot topic that I, I'm not aware of because I'm not in the networking space? Sure. So I think the one thing about Nexco that's really different than most networking groups is that it, it operates very much like a franchise operation. So think like a Chick-fil-A. Okay. When you go into Chick-fil-A, you have a certain experience, a certain level of customer service. You pretty much know what you're going to anticipate when you go in there. And Nexco is very much the same way. All the chapter meetings are run the same way. They all have the same agenda. It's all very professional. And I think what's important about that is there's a formula to it. So it's just not willy-nilly, oh, let's talk. You know, you know, somebody might talk for 10 minutes. Somebody might talk for three. I mean, there really is a formula to make sure that there's structure and there's really solid content. And, you know, in this time of COVID, we're not going to seminars. We're not doing professional development like we used to. And so if you can get snippets of professional development from an organization like Nexco that's going to help improve your networking, help you improve your client relationships, or even how you grow your business, I think that's really valuable. So I would say, you know, whether it's Nexco or another organization, get with one that's got a formula that's a winning formula so that you're spending your time wisely because all of us, you know, only have so many hours in a day, but the network right. is critical for all of our businesses. Let me ask you a question, I guess, that popped up in my mind. And again, I'm not super familiar with the space like you are, but there's something called BNI that sounds similar to what Nexco does. Is that is this similar to BNI or their formula or what they do? So BNI is very similar to Nexco, and they are an organization that's been around for many, many years. Nexco has only been around for six. Some of the differentiators are Nexco does not limit our members from belonging to other networking organizations. 
And what is really important about that, Tom, is that your network can only grow so far in one organization. So you really need right. to have a couple of different reaches. As I was saying earlier, we don't put walls around our members. You know, We want them to be as successful as they possibly can. So they can belong to the next code, they can belong to the chambers, they can even belong to a BNI. But unfortunately, BNI does not allow their members to belong to other organizations. The second gotcha. thing is we offer cross-chapter collaboration. What's critical about that, it's almost like you're, you know, your firm, you've got multiple offices. Your lawyers can collaborate with attorneys from other offices. So Nexco is the same way. You know, If I need an outsourced HR person and I don't have one in my chapter, I can reach out to another chapter and develop a relationship with that person. Or maybe my client wants to talk to two outsourced HR firms before they make a decision. I can go to the whole network and really find the resources that I need. You know, one of the things that we all want to earn with our clients is to be viewed as a trusted partner, someone that comes not only with the solution that we offer as an organization, but also someone who can give advice and who can do introductions. And so that's the nice thing about Nexco is we allow, you know, our members to bring in that whole network of experts for their clients and to help educate them. Can I take a slight left turn and ask you about talent remedy for a second? So I have a recruiting question, something we struggle with. So we're hiring people now, believe it or not, that we've never met. And I'm just talking to a friend of mine who who works for the Navy. And he said he is now the manager of 30 people he's never met once in his life (laughs) uh, in person. He's met them on Zoom over and over again. So how do you manage that? that hiring and talent and interview process. And I know this is off the Nexco thing, but I, but I also know that you run Talent Remedy. Right. What, how do you do that? What's the best way to, to know? I mean, we've gotten lucky. We've just hired a trademark attorney in Dallas, Texas, and I've never met them, but they've been with us now for six or almost a year since wow. right the beginning of COVID. And they're fantastic. And we got lucky, but I feel like that can't happen every time. I'm so not it, sure if I yeah. met Adam on the street, except for if, unless he looks like his LinkedIn profile picture, I don't know that I could be like, Hey, Adam, I don't, I might not know who he is. So it's kind of weird. It is kind of unusual, but I will tell you, when we started our company, my business partner and I, we made a decision back in 2012, we were going to be hundred percent virtual. So we very much like that. What you have to do is really put together a good hiring process and make sure that all the hiring managers in your human resource department follow specific steps with every single candidate. And in that way, it ensures that all of the the issues or questions that you have are being covered about, you know, their background, education. And you're really getting to talk to somebody that you haven't met, but you get to know them through their thoughtful answers, through the way they communicate, through their written correspondence. And quite honestly, I think it helps limit discrimination. Because you're not looking at them and making this, you know, visual determination as we all do, because we're visual people, but you're really going off credentials and education and experience, as I said, and also, you know, how they present themselves verbally, whether it's in a Zoom call, on a phone call, or in correspondence. But for anybody, I would say this, whether you interview virtually or in person, make sure you have a really solid recruiting process and that you do your due diligence. And when I say that, what I mean is, we have such a connected world that there's got to be somebody on LinkedIn or somebody in the network somewhere that knows that person. So go and make sure that you're doing your references, that you're talking to people that have worked with them previously, and that you're checking out you know, their background to make sure that they're being honest, that they haven't falsified right. anything. We've actually 
picked out a few people in the past, lawyers, believe it or not, who've had some crazy stuff on their social media profiles or something. Oh. We're like, ah, you know, we can't have somebody who says they want to sue the United States government over, you know, something crazy without going into it. But we, we, we found some crazy stuff on social media where the person presented perfectly well, normal resume. And then it was like, well, that is strange. Yeah, it's really important to check those things. I mean, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, whatever, uh, Instagram is really hot right now, Twitter, all of those things to make sure that they do align. And, you know, one of the things is your culture, right? Your value system, your ethics that you have in your own organization. You want to make sure you're asking behavioral questions that those candidates actually align with your, with your corporate culture. And Ask the open-ended questions, not the yes-no questions, because anybody can answer yes-no. But when you get them to really start talking, they're going to open up about what their views are. The other thing is I always recommend multiple interviews when you're doing virtual interviews. Everybody's in their best behavior in a virtual interview. The client is and the candidate is. And once they become more relaxed, you're going to see more of their natural behavior and what their presentation style is. So make sure you schedule at least two or three, you know, video calls with that person at different times and see how that goes as well. That's great advice. That's fantastic. I'm going to take that advice actually and apply that different <laughs> calls at different times a day, morning, afternoon. So I do notice that there are some people who kind of fade off in the afternoon. Maybe they're doing laundry or, or getting into the whiskey, something, but whatever <laughs> it is, but it's good. It's good to know if you're hiring people virtually. Uh, right. Kind of what their schedule is. So that's great. The only thing is you do have to be a little bit flexible during this COVID period for people that haven't worked virtually before that might have pets or small children right. at home. Give them a little bit of a pass, but not to the point of where you're like, that's crazy. When it's crazy, cut it off. But, um, you know, right. there's a time when your cat jumps in your lap and that happens sometimes, Tom. But if they're covered in cat <laughs> while you're interviewing them and they're petting the cats and it's intentional, that's a little weird. That's very weird. Yeah. To throw it out there. Great. Well, Stephanie, thank you for all of your advice, both on uh, NextCon and Talent Remedy, two great, it sounds like great ventures for you, especially during the time of COVID when you have two virtual ventures uh, that were virtual before COVID. So fantastic. And I want to thank everybody who's joined us today on the Black Letter Podcast. Download us wherever you get your podcasts, the iTunes Store or Play Store. And YouTube, of course, we've got this on video for your viewing pleasure. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Black Letter. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Tom. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play so you never miss an episode. And to catch us on video, check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.